Hello and welcome to episode 29 of the Low Back Pain Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Grant Elliott with Rehab Fix Online Low Back Program. And today's topic is returning to rotational sports or activities following a low back or disc related injury. Episode 28 was all about is stretching a waste of time. The past decade has actually told us that stretching for the most part is kind of a waste of time. Static stretching specifically, most recent data says it's not very different compared to strength training in regards to range of motion improvements. Therefore, best recommendation, strengthen. Don't spend much of your time stretching, static stretching. You're not going to get much from it. But if you want to learn more about that, if your ears are perking up right now, go back and listen to episode 28. But today's podcast is all about how to get back to rotational sports. If you notice that you love golfing, playing tennis, um, you know, playing baseball, uh, throwing, whatever, any activity or sport that requires rotational movements, if that is sensitive on your low back, if maybe that's what you feel caused, your low back issues, disc issues, sciatica, and you're having a hard time getting back to that because maybe you can do most things, but that rotation, that aggressive rotation is still quite tough. You're not alone in that. Many, many, many people notice that, especially in the golf scene. Many individuals I work with, um, you know, are not professional golfers. I've worked with a couple professional golfers, but many, you know, want to stay uh, out there for business purposes because they just thoroughly enjoy golf. It's a very, very common um, hobby or sport uh, that individuals have a hard time returning to. So what I'm going to talk you through is a brief example of some programming that you can go through to get back to golfing or tennis or anything that requires a lot of rotation. Now, first off, I'm not saying that rotation is bad for your back or bad for your discs. You're not going to, I mean, well, you actually will find some evidence discussing shear forces and things of that nature um, on the spine, but uh, for the most part, it's not inherently bad. But as with anything, if you are sensitive to that movement, well, you got to find a way through that, right? You got to find a way to alleviate that and a way to get around that. So in my experience, I have found that individuals with sensitive discs, maybe the injury is a little bit acute or a little bit sensitive, maybe they have some nerve issues going down the leg as well. Usually those kind of aggressive rotational movements are a little bit difficult for them. They're a little bit triggering in those early phases. Yeah, we might be able to resolve their ability to bend forward and bend backwards and restore that range of motion. But even still, after we restore those, those aggressive rotations like swinging a golf club can still be aggravating. So a sensitive disc does tend to appear sensitive to aggressive rotation more than potentially other movements. That's just something that I have observed. Now, I've talked to many people who say, I've gone through physical therapy, I've gone through rehab, you know, and I still, man, swinging that club or swinging that racket or throwing that ball is still aggravating. The first question I usually ask is, did you go through an anti-rotation program? And they say, no, we were doing like, you know, wood chops that involve rotation. They had me you know, doing, you know, open book and, you know, rotational based mobility movements, which were sometimes sensitive, but that's about all we did. So essentially what they were doing is they were continuing to do something that was triggering their symptoms. 
most of these people will admit that every time they were doing a wood shop or an open book, sometimes it didn't feel very good to them. So once again, is it because these movements are bad for them? No. Sometimes you can get away with slowly exposing them to rotation. But in these particular examples, it was just exacerbating their symptoms because their discs were sensitive to rotation. So something that I have found is quite helpful to go through is an anti-rotation rehab phase. Now, this comes after we've addressed the disc obstruction specifically. Okay, so if they do, you know, have sciatica, bending forward, trying to touch their toes, limitations bending backwards, but also rotation hurts for them, we're going to make sure their range of motion and their sciatica is, is essentially eliminated before we go into this phase. We have to address the root of the issue before going into this phase. So we calm down their symptoms, we remove their symptoms, we get the range of motion for the most part restored, and then we work on spine robustness, building the spine up, building those discs up, loading them, promoting adaptation. It comes after that. So if you have not addressed the root of the issue, if you have not addressed your, you know, your disc or your, um, your sciatica symptoms or anything of that nature, you have to go through that first. Okay. So anyway, let's say you have, let's say you and I are working together and we've already gone through that phase. You have significant relief. Awesome. Time for the anti-rotation phase. This is something a lot of people do not go through that are looking to get back to rotational based activities and sports. And what this is comprised of are movements where your body is resisting rotation. So what would an example be? Imagine you're doing a plank. Okay. Let's say you're doing a plank, a full plank with your hands on the floor, not the elbows, your hands on the floor, arms fully outstretched. And you're doing a plank. You're balanced. You're balancing on both of your legs, both of your arms. Now you remove one of your arms. So you're balancing on just one arm, but both legs. Your body wants to fall down towards that side that you removed the support. So if you remove your left arm in a full plank, your body wants to fall down on that left side because you removed the support. But if you resist that rotation and you maintain the plank with one arm, that is an anti-rotation exercise. It is training your core, your spine stabilizes everything to resist rotation. All the muscles that involve resisting rotation are being built up. Another example would classically be the Palov press. A Palov press is when you grab a cable or a band, you push that band straight out in front of you, and then you will step laterally away from the anchor. So if you are holding this band out front, the band is trying to pull you towards that anchor and you're not letting it. If you're confused on the way I'm trying to describe this, just simply look up Palov Press, P-A-L-L-O-F. This is a classic movement and I go through many, many, many progressions of this, multiple different positions, sometimes standing, squatting, walking out, jumping with it, laying on your back with it, um, rotating with it as well through the later phases. There's a lot of different variations you could do. Um, another variation. So I discussed one example where you're face down, one example where you're standing. Now here's an example where you can be on your back or facing towards uh, the sky where let's say you are 
holding a, a lot of people do this with TRX, right? TRX is just basically free handles that you can use for many different things. So let's say you're holding onto the TRX, you lean backwards, so your back is towards the ground. You kind of pull your body up off the floor, so you're basically doing a row. Your heels are still on the floor, but you pull your body up off the floor, so you're holding a row, and then you remove one arm. Now instead of your, let's say your left arm still, so instead of your left shoulder wanting to fall forward towards the floor, it's wanting to fall backward towards the floor. That is another anti-rotation movement. So this is the category of anti-rotation movements. Going through these steadily and consistently tend to change the way your body controls rotation or even slows down the acceleration or the momentum of rotation to help your joints, your ligaments, your tendons, your muscles, your discs, everything control that motion a little bit better. I have found, this is anecdotal, I have found that going through this phase and training these anti-rotation movements um, and progressing, 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 progressing until we feel as though we've gone through a majority of the progressions, then going to rotational-based core exercises, typically those rotational-based core exercises will then be pain-free. So they're actually able to load rotation now. So that would be something like a wood chop or something like a landmine rotation. Now they can actually do rotation pain-free. So now after that, then they can usually get back into their sport, back into tennis, back into golf, back into swinging of any kind. That tends to give them a great platform to build off of and get back into that sport, usually without much issue. But I have found just in my experience that one, if the root of the issue is not addressed, two, if a anti-rotation phase is not properly gone through, and then three, if after the anti-rotation phase, a rotational movement phase is not also loaded to prepare them for that rotational movement, it tends to be difficult for these individuals to get back to the rotational movements they like effectively with high performance and pain-free. So if you are dealing with rotational-based hesitation because you know it fires your symptoms up, go through these steps. If you know someone who is struggling to get back to their game, send them this podcast so they can listen to it and go through the appropriate steps. And as always, you know, I got to plug it. If you are struggling to find someone to take you through these steps, if you've seen multiple providers and you have not gone through these steps, let me know. I work with people all over the world. I've worked with uh, professional golfers through this as well, um, professional fighters, although they're not necessarily, maybe not categorized as rotational athletes, they do a lot of rotation because they get into all kinds of crazy positions and they're obviously throwing punches, throwing kicks. That's all rotational too. Um, I would be honored to help. So in an application, you and I can work one-on-one together. Wherever you are, distance is not a barrier unless you make it one and we can get you pain-free, moving the right ways, back into the things you want to do with 100% quality of life. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a five-star rating and review if you feel that I deserve it. It helps build the podcast and help it uh, be promoted to a larger audience. If you're watching on YouTube, please leave a like, comment, and subscribe to help get this into the algorithm and share it with a friend in need that is looking for results. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day.